So today, we will talking about His writing in 1 John chapter 3, and we entitled this sermon, What Kind of Love? The Father's Great Love for Us, taken from chapter 3 of His letter, 1 John, and three verses from verse 1 to 3. And uh, let us uh, stand and read the Word of God. Amen. So are you ready? Let us read verse 1 to 3. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him because we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who does hopes in Him purifies himself as He is pure. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank You, O God, for this opportunity to know You, to, to, to receive and experience, O God, Your great love, O God. Lord, help us open our hearts, O God, that we may know You and understand how love is, O God, and unfailing and imaginable, O God, Your love towards us. Lord, may Your Spirit, O God, be upon us and open our minds as well, O God, as we Talk and understand, O oh God, your word and your promises, O oh God. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, can we, we can uh, sit down. Love. Love, I believe, is best expressed and best experienced in a bond of relationship. And of course, I think I think you agree, in order the relationship to be built and to get stronger and every day, we need love. Love is essential in a relationship because without love, I think the relationship won't last. And in, of course, there are many levels of love or different kinds of love. There is love experienced and expressed in a romantic love relationship. There is love expressed and even experienced in a uh, in a friendship or body relationship, there is love experienced and expressed in a family settings. And of course, the love that we always see in the Bible is the unconditional love of God. I remember um, my dad, because I, no, I brought uh, a, a shirt, no? I bought something and gave to my dad a shirt, a nice shirt, I bought it. And I like to see him wearing it. But when I give it, I found that, that he gave only to my younger brother. So I'm so disappointed. Then I approached my dad, Dad, why you give that shirt to my brother? Pinagirapan ko yan eh. I mean, gusto ko siyang makita na suot-suot mo. And then my dad told me, uh, because my brother has no shirt. He has shirt, but not all, all are used shirt. And then he saw my disappointment, and then he told me, you know, son, one day you will understand what I did when you become a dad. Truly indeed, I became a dad, and I understand what kind of love that he showed to my brother. Where John the Apostle understood what kind of love our Father in heaven had for him and for us. Because when Jesus Christ came 
and became flesh and dwelt among us in his time. Jesus Christ ministered for how many years? Three years in public ministry. And then John was with him throughout that three years. And he saw and experienced the love of the Father through Christ. In fact, if you want to know who the God the Father is, just go to Christ. Because in first in John chapter 1, verse 18, reading from the Amplified Version, not to make it more clear, it says, No one has seen God, meaning His essence, His divine nature, at any time. The one and only begotten God, this is, that is the unique Son who is Jesus Christ, is that who is in the intimate presence of the Father. He has explained Him, interpreted, and revealed the awesome wonder of Father. That's why when, no, I think it's Philip, when asked Philip, Jesus, our Lord, uh, Jesus, Rabbi, Master, can you show us the Father? Then Jesus Christ, oh, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. So our first answer to that question, what kind of love in our text is relational love. So the kind of the uh, love that the Father has given us is relational love. Why? It's because in verse 1 it says, see what kind of love the Father has given us to us what, that we should be called children of God. In fact, this verse was introduced with this phrase, see what kind of this is an expression of astonishment of uh, something like unimaginable. Like John is saying, look, see, behold, what kind of love. As if you have seen something um, uh, 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 shocking. For example, maybe since wala naman si Pastor Dan dito. For example, if you see Pastor Dan two or three years ago and now you compare it, I think you will say, wow. What kind of diet and exercise did Pastor Dan did, no? I think mas malaki pa yung kilo na nawala kaysa yung kilo niya ngayon, yung weight niya. Grabe, grabe yung ano. It means something astonishing. In fact, this expression, what kind of, was used uh, around five times in, uh, in the Bible, in New Testament. And one of them I, uh, is when Jesus was uh, with the disciples in the Sea of Galilee, and there suddenly there's a storm. And all of them panic, and then suddenly they wake up. Rabbi, Rabbi, we will, uh, no, we will uh, die. And then Jesus Christ said, Whoosh. then the, suddenly the storm stopped and become calm. And the, the disciples said, what man? Uh, uh, the men were amazed and said, what kind of man is this that even the winds and sea obey him? So this expression is really an expression of shock and unbelief. But you will ask why. Why John wants to introduce this with such kind of expression is because the people, meaning including him, including us, we are called children of God. John wanted his listeners that there is a father and child relationship but it's unbelievable because we are sinners we are formally enemy of god we hate god instead of obeying his law we always like to violate his law we disobey the commandments 
instead of the scripture said, love God, love people, what we did is we hate God and we hate as many people as we can. So we are not really possible to be called children of God. That's why it is shocking. It is a shocking. But now because of His abundance grace, because of His abundance mercy, now we are able to be saved by grace in Christ. And receive that so kind of love is so lavish, is so generous, is so prodigal, prodigal like you no know, the prodigal son in, he expend, he spend his uh, properties his money in um, in a prodigal way in excessive way all the more the love of the father is more in excessive that we are called affirm children and validated as children of God my friend this is what we call the gospel the gospel that not only saves us, but restores us to his presence. The gospel that's not religion-based, but relational-based. The gospel that saves us through Christ, not on our own human good works, but on the works of Jesus Christ on the cross. That gospel that offers free water. Whoever is thirsty, the Bible said, come and have a drink of eternal life without a cost for us without a cost but the father gave a costly sacrifice because the bible said for god so loved the world that he gave his only and precious son imagine if you are a father if you are a mom and your only child is here walking and then suddenly you have to sacrifice it for the benefit of others. And that others are your enemies, are those who violate your rules. It is unimaginable. But because the love of the Father is so generous, is so wide, it is available to us. Brethren, our salvation is rooted in the divine love that exists within the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's why the Bible says in 1 John 4, 8, God is love. It means before we even exist, before the, even the creation exists, the love already exists in the Trinity, in the triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Love. Love. And how to become a children, how to become us a part of the children of God. Well, the Bible says we can be a child of God first by adoption. In our modern times, when we say adoption, adoption is just a second choice, I think, so that maybe the child can be a second-class uh, child in the family, or maybe because of necessity, we want to save the child and become, we adopted it. But when John wrote this, this is in the Roman times. Actually, in the Roman times, it's a bit different. You adapt because you want to choose. You want to continue your heir. And even in the Bible, in Romans chapter 8, it says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoptions as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. 
it means the Bible gave the children of God the entitlement to call God Abba, Father. Well, if you check this scripture, this name, this entitlement, this access to call God Abba, Father, is only used by the Lord Jesus Christ. The night before he was crucified, he came to the Garden of Gethsemane and prayed. Prayed to God the Father and he used the same word, Abba, Father. It's the same word that's given to you and me as children of God to call God with endearment, Abba, Father. And even the Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified in him. It means the Bible said we are heir. And in the adoption in Roman times, this gives us a new family, title, and heir. You know, in Roman times, the best choice is to adopt. Like what Julius Caesar did, he adopted his great-nephew, Augustus. That's why he became a, an emperor, Augustus Caesar. Well, in Roman times, you cannot adopt as slaves. In order to adopt the slaves, first you have to set him free. You have to pay the price to release the slave, a slave for price. Then after he became free, you cannot adopt a, 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 a person without citizenship. You have to give a citizenship, Roman citizenship, and then after you can adopt it into your own family. I think it sounds like the gospel. We are slaves of sin. We are set free. The Lord gave us citizenship, not on earth, but citizenship in heaven. Now he has given us and belong us as part of the family. And then if we become part of the family, become children of God, we are now a new family, new title, and new heir. Actually, we are co-heir with Christ. Another way of uh, I mean, being a child of God, aside from adoption, is by regeneration, meaning by being born again, by being having us a new nature. Because in John 1, verse 12 to 13, we are born again, but it says here, but all who did receive him, receive Christ, who believe in Christ, in his name, God gave the right to become the children of God. So if you want to be born again, we are born again not because we are born of blood, not born of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but it is by God. It is by God's choosing. That's why adoption in Roman times is by choice. It's a good choice. It is purposeful. So being a child of God, not only adoption, but by regeneration, not only by giving us a new name, new family, new heir, but also give us a new nature. That's why those who are children of God are also have a new nature. That's why in, in the Bible says we are a new creation. That is the relational love of God. However, in the second statement of verse 1, it says, the reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. It means the unbelieving world will not understand 
our status, being a child of God. Ano pa ibig sabihin ng child of God? They will mock us, they will, uh, ang tawag dito, insult us as a child of God, but expect that because they didn't understand. I think the Bible says, if I'm not mistaken, it's 1 Corinthians 2.14, a natural man, a man without the Holy Spirit, will not understand the things of God. For him, it is foolishness. Because the things of God has to be spiritually discerned. And even uh, one theologian, A.W. Pink, said, the excellency of our sonship, meaning being a child of God, is not to be measured by the world's judgment for its opinion is worthless. Being a child of God is, whether the world accept it or understand it, is not, their opinion is not worthy. Sufficient enough for the believer is to be assured by his Father in heaven loves him that he has his approbation, that the Father approves us a being a child of God. Well, what's the application? I think the best application or to cult- is to cultivate our relationship, not only to you know, uh, just listen to the opinion of the world, but cultivate the relational love that we have. For example, time. We give time to, to pray, give time to worship like what we did just now, and even give time to pray so that our relational love with God will all the more um, be fruitful. And at the same time, as fathers, sa ating mga tatay, and even individual, we ha- can cultivate uh, the, the relational love we have with our family by giving us time sa ating family. That's why it says, time is, ah, sorry, love is spelled time. So, T-I-M-E. So, it's a great challenge sa ating mga tatay. I know we are, most of the tatay's fathers are hard uh, working, uh, not enough time no, to spend to the family, but the fact is we have to spend time to our family. It applies to me above all. I think we, because of business, trabaho, sa others, things, so we really, as a dad, we have to really find time for our family. So that's the first kind of the love the Father has given us is a relational love. Another kind of love that we can learn from this text is the transforming love of God. If we read in verse 2, it says, Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared, but but we know that when he appears, meaning is referring to Jesus, when Jesus appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. The effect of love changes a person. I think I, I believe uh, you, you, uh, you, you also agree with me that if there's love involved, you know, if you love someone and someone loves you, there is, there is transformation, there is change. I remember the story ng Bible. Uh, si Jacob, Ian, Rachel, you know the story. Rachel, no, ang daddy niya ay si Laban o Laban, how, depends on how you pronounce it. And then Joseph required to serve seven years under Laban in order to, you know, to get uh, Rachel to be his wife. So nag-serve siya. Sabi nga sa Genesis 29, even though seven years yung pag-serve ni, ni Jacob, but for him, it's just a few days. 
So siguro sabi ni Rachel, laban lang. Kaya natin yan. Kaya ganon ang romantic love uh, nila. Even just seven years for him, the Bible says, is just a few days. So it give me a reminder to all of us, especially tatay, husbands, that remember our romantic uh, uh, season with our wives. No? When we wait for hours in the shopping mall, for us it's just a few minutes. It's okay. No, during the romantic love, but our relationship level up. That's why this time we have to use the unconditional love while waiting sa ating mga wives. So, we need to level up. We need a transformation. And if you see here the text, it says now, not yet, and shall be. As a children of God, we are God's children positionally in the eyes of God. We are a child of God in the eyes of God. But in reality, malayo pa sa perfection. We need time. Wala pa tayo sa finish line. That's why sa paningin ng Diyos, we are child of God. Pero sa paningin ng katabi mo, hindi ka anak ng Diyos. Possible yun. Possible na mangyari yun. That's why we have to extend forgiveness patience to one another, uh, love, extend love to one another because he is a child of God. Though it not seems to be, but he is positionally in the child of God. That's why when we forgive, we have to extend forgiveness. Sabi nga ng Bible, if you, have, if you want to forgive, if you need to forgive, you have to forgive how many times? Seven, seventy times seven. Seven, seven times seventy or seven, seventy times seven. But sometimes, We forgive only one times one. So, one time. So, very limited. We have to really extend. So, in the application is we have to understand our brothers and sisters. They are a child of God. But, of course, sabi nga ng Bible is God did the choosing. I choose him or her, not you. So, wala kang pakialam. Kahit nga, di ba si Peter, nag-complain kay Christ. How about si John? No, you just follow me. But akong nag-choose, not you. So God do, did the choosing. And then the good thing, our transformation, though it's, there is time involved, but the transformation will happen internally. What does it mean? It means, sabi nga sa Romans 12, to do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. It means our transformation will happen first internally in our mind, Our hearts, our character is conforming progressively. If I go back here, it means internally because it's character. It's character first. Our mind will confirm, conforming progressively to Christ's likeness. I think magandang application dito is we can tell, like what Pastor Dan shared last Sunday, you know the word WWJD? What would Jesus do? Maybe as a father we can say, what would Jesus do? If I'm in this position, maybe we can tell to our children, uh, son or daughter, you, this is, remember this, WWJT. In every situation, just remember what would Jesus do. So it will help us transform in our mind to Christ-likeness. I like what uh, Simon Kistemaker, we have a series of books, uh, uh, I mean, Pastor Ruel uh, shared to me books natin sa library. Merong isang professor of New Testament uh, in his commentary says, 
God has only begun His marvelous work in us, which is in time, He will bring to completion. So a marvelous work. We are a new creation, but it doesn't appear as yet to be, but in time it will appear. So God just began the work in us, and in time will bring us to completion. And then we read the second part of verse 2. It says, when Jesus appears, when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. Not only the transformation will happen internally, but also will happen externally. It means when the glorious Jesus Christ appears, sabi sa 1 Corinthians 15, so is it with the resurrection of the dead, what is sown imperishable, what is raised is imperishable. It means we will have, we will be transformed into a glorious body. Hindi yung, ano, hindi yung lulutang lang, ganun-ganun. Pero our glorious body now is perishable. No? Nagkakasakit tayo, we nagkakakulubot, nagkakatigyawat. Na, ang dami, kaya nga napakamahal ng facial, ano, yung mga, ang tawag doon, beauty products. If you want to, I think, uh, establish a good business, I think uh, beauty products is good investment. Pero for a while, because one day, if we become, if we don't know when is one day, maybe today, maybe after the sermon, Jesus Christ will appear, we don't know, but our body will be transformed into imperishable, into a glory, and into power. That's the glorious body we are expecting. So we are, as Christians, we are excited for that. So what will happen? The transformation will happen externally. It means our lowly earthly body will be transformed into glorious body. So pwede na tayo mag-travel without visa. Yeah, without COVID, kahit may COVID, di tayo maapektuhan. So we see the kind of love the Father has lavished, abundantly given, uh, given to us. First is the relational love between father and child. Second is the transforming love that the love of the Father will help us to transform us. Another kind of love that the Lord has given us in this text is the purifying love. I think napaka-practical nito. If knowing the relational love, knowing that there will be a transformation, next is purity. Verse 3 says, And everyone who trusts, who does hopes in him, purifies himself, for he is pure. Makita natin yan. And looking on the word hopes, as Christians, we are living in hopes. Hopes that one day Christ, and even today, will soon and then appear, and then all our troubles will disappear. Actually, si Titus, when he wrote Titus' uh, letter, he said the appearing of Christ, he quote is, or he named is as the blessed hope of our Christians. Every Christian will have a blessed hope, and that is the appearing of Christ. And that hope is sure. Pero sa ating panahon, when we say word hope, in other translation, pwede natin siya i-translate as expectations or sana, yung word na sana. No, sana. Pero somehow, we normally use it without assurance. Sana, pumasa ako. I hope I will pass the exam. 
I hope bayaran niya na ako sa utang. So, ang hirap umasa. I hope mahal niya rin ako, no? If you have someone you love but you are not sure, pero ang hirap umasa, di ba? Yung sabihin yung hope na to is walang kasigurodohan. I hope makatanggap ako itong Father's Day ng apple. Uh, yung fruit pala ng apple, hindi yung apple products. But the hope that John was using this is the hope with certainty. Beyond any doubt. Even a single point of doubt, there is none. Because it is sure and that hope is based on the Lord's Christ appearing. When we have this hope, the next thing that we can see in our lives is purity. It, because this hope helps us to purify. Because Jesus Christ will come with, with, without any doubt and it is sure. Only we don't know when. For example, if you have a visitor or a guest that coming to your place or your home and you know it's coming, what you will do? I think you will do cleaning. You will clean uh, all the tables, you know, remove the dirty covers of sofa, uh, do vacuum. You will do a thorough cleaning. You will clean your house. It's the same applies when Jesus Christ is coming, we are preparing ourselves in our lives as Christ one day will appear. John Stott says, Christians who fix their hope, sabi niya rito, their confident expectation upon Christ's return will purify themselves, not ceremonially. Because when you say purify under times, it doesn't mean ceremonial purity, but morally. Purity in the original language, hagnia, is primarily freedom for mortal stain. Since Christ is righteous, we must practice righteousness if we do not want to be ashamed at His coming. Imagine kapag bisita mo dumating and this highly, really, highly prominent visitor and suddenly andun pa yung uh, pinaglabahan, tinanggal mo sa pa, hindi mo tutupi, andun pa yung hanger, nakasipit pa yung mga panyo, yung medyas, di ba parang nakakahiya? So but somehow it, in, in, as illustration, when Christ comes and we are not ready, uh, we, don't want, we do not want to be ashamed at Christ's coming. But God the Father graciously given us agent to clean. For example, ang isang tatay sasabihin sa anak, uh, son, uh, clean your hands because we will eat. Of course, there is agent to clean and the best agent is water and soap. Somehow in our purification in our walk in purity, we have agents that we can use for our purification. First agent is the Word of God. How? By reading, even listening, His Word is useful for teaching, for conviction, for restoration, and training for right living. So we can use this agent to, puri- to make ready ourselves, clean ourselves. I like what uh, Daily Bread article wrote. I think some of you are still uh, following the daily, uh, uh, our Daily Bread reading. In their article, the word purifies in the Daily Bread. It says the word purifies or the word of God purifies because the word of God convicts those who read it reverently like a mirror. The word shows what is wrong with us. So sometimes when we hear preaching, when we read the Word of God, 
no it it hurts because it tells you oh may ano ka dito ko may blemish ka dito so it really uh, tells us our condition the second says in the article is the word of god give us warning us give by warning us to keep away from sin so the word of god will lead us to that and thirdly is by encouraging obedience to god so this is the agent the word of god and then the second agent that we can use is the holy spirit the holy spirit you know uh, with with generously given to the children of god but how by submitting ourselves to the will and control of the spirit of course we have our own will we have our own desire but the idea is we submit that desire submit that will to the holy spirit actually if you ask what is the infilling of the holy spirit this is the explanation it means we submit ourselves to be controlled by the holy spirit if the holy spirit says using the word says oh don't do this then don't do this if you do the other way then you are not infilling with the holy spirit uh In IBI, we have one uh, scholar, meaning the one who gave us the instruction. His name is Dr. Harold Linsell. He is the founding member of Fuller Theological Seminary. In the, in the great doctrine, Life of Victory, he said, By prayer, should ask for the infilling power of the Holy Spirit, for this is the Spirit who was sent by the Lord Jesus Christ as our comforter, as our guide, to infill us and to give us in the life of victory. So sa mga tatay, to all dads, when we pray, we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us, infill us, so that when we discipline our kids, when we raise up our kids, we have the proper guidance of the Holy Spirit. I think last night we have good discussion in our care group. So it's a Father's Day care group. But it seems like a Mother's Day, no? Parang Mother's Day yung talagang mangingibabaw pa rin talaga yung, yung, yung sacrifice ng nanay, even though it's a Father's Day. Pero yun ang nakita namin at uh, we, we see that uh, yung, yung victory, especially yung discipline ng isang tatay is needed. But of course, it has to be balanced. Uh, of course, and we can have this guidance of the Holy Spirit. So what Dr. Harold Linsley saying here is we can live a life of victory. It is possible because sometimes nakikita natin, Kristiyano parang kumamuhay, parang naghihikaw lagi, ano? Parang ganun. Pero hindi. We can choose to live a life of victory by submitting ourselves in the control of the Holy Spirit. So as fathers, this is our challenge to rely on the Holy Spirit. So we have the relational love, we have the transforming love, we have the purity love given by the Holy Spirit, by God the Father in heaven. So in closing, so just a quick sharing, to answer the question, what kind of love is we have these three, the relational, transforming, and purifying love. Now we know the tremendous, the lavishness, the prodigal love of God the Father It is time to be, I think it's a good also to be thankful every day for that love and use that love to spread and love others every day. But question is, I believe 
in my heart, some are struggling with love. No? Some there's a struggle with love. There is love, but somehow they want to love, but something is missing, something's uh, not right, maybe because of the experience that they cannot love as they ought to be, that instead of love, they hate more people. Maybe they love one or two or three or four, but they hate 20, 30 people. Of course, they want to change, but there's something that they can't change, difficult to change, difficult to let go. And is there anything hard for you to give up? I think the answer is try to experience and understand the love of the Father. Because there is one apostle that struggled, and that is John. John, the beloved, also struggled with this, those questions. Well, if we look on John, the apostles, he, he was uh, named mostly in the beginning as sons of Zebedee together with his brother, James. James and John were the sons of Zebedee. But his identification he is known before as the sons of thunder. Sons of thunder is not like Thor, no? Thor will call you. Pero actually, the thunder in other language is, in Aramaic, is actually rage. So he's always uh, uh, in, in furious, in, in lagi siyang galit, high blood siya lagi. I think if you check the blood pressure of John before, no, masyadong mataas. It's because when the, when, of course, when the disciples and Christ came to the village of Samaritans and they, are not, they were not welcomed, what they want to do, John, maybe, perhaps most especially John, they want to call fire from heaven and consume, no? like Elijah and Elisha, they call fire from heaven and consume the offering. So, ganun din ang gusto niya mangyari. Consume the Samaritans. They are very, ang tawag dito, easy to get uh, anger. And then the second one, John also, together with James, are ambitious. They were ambitious enough that they asked no, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, in your, in your glorious coming, if you, I mean, you become King of Kings and Lord of Lords, can we sit one left and on the right? So they bypass all the apostles. And even they ask their moms to help in case Jesus Christ says, no, mom, can you help us? And then they are so ambitious and they want to sit uh, with Jesus Christ. But because John was exposed to the, ex to the love of the Father through Christ, when he wrote the, the, the epistles, including the John, I mean the Gospel of John, he was, I think, advanced in years, maybe in the 70s or 80s. That's why when he wrote the book of John, he was known now as the disciple whom Jesus loved. When he wrote the Gospel of John, he don't write his name. I just want to be known as the disciples whom Jesus loved. Because that is new identity. Because he experienced the love of the Father, he liked to be known as disciples whom Jesus loved. And he gave up. He was changed. And also, because last time he was ambitious, now he is known as the apostles of love. He just spread the message of the gospel and spread the message of the Lord as God is love. And if you do not have Jesus in your life and you want to become a child of God, the Bible says, those who are thirsty of eternal life, 
just come without a cost. And we can come to him if you want to desire to be a child of God. Come to Jesus. Come to God in honest prayer. Ask forgiveness of sins and the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive the Lord as your Lord and Savior. Like what we have read in John 1 says, Whoever believes in him, he gave the right to become children of God. So what kind of love that love is on us is the love that is relational love, the love that transforming love, and the love that purifies, a purifying love. So at the end, if I may read back to you personally this message, and I want to read it for you. See what kind of love the Father has given to you that you should be called a child of God. And so you are. You are a child of God. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, O God, for this love. For this Father's Day, we commemorate, O God, your great love towards us. Lord Father, forgive us, Lord, for things that we don't understand, O God, that Thanks, Lord, that we find it difficult, but you come and rescue us. Lord, thank you, O God, for your love that you restores us, O God, to your family and called us children of God. Lord, we are sinners, O God. We hate you before and we don't do your commandments, but because of your great love towards us, you gave us the right to call you children of God. Lord, Father, Lord, many times we fail. Many times we find hardship, O God. Lord, we pray, O oh God, touch our hearts, O oh God, and give us, Lord, the understanding. Father in heaven, I know, God, some of my uh, brothers and sisters here, O oh God, suffering um, emotionally because here on earth, Lord, we cannot perform being a father perfectly. Some, they had this experience of being abused by their dad, some not supporting the, the needs by their dads, Lord, help us, Lord, to know, O oh God, that you are there, our, our Father in heaven, our Abba Father in heaven, O oh Lord, giving us, Lord, the love that we need, the support that we need, and you promise us, Lord, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, Father, for that love, and thank you, God, for the assurance, O oh God, even though the world does not understand us, does not value us as children of God, but in your eyes, O oh God, we are your children. And we know that you will protect us. You know that you understand our needs. And we know, O oh God, that we have this blessed hope that one day we will be like Jesus. Not as Christ, as the same as Christ, but we will be adopted like Christ. Heir of Christ, O oh God. With co-heir with Christ. Lord, maraming pong salamat. Panginoon, O God, sa araw po na ito, and we give you praise and give you honor. Thank you, O God, for the power of your Holy Spirit. May we always submit to your Spirit so that we can live life and spread the love of you, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you po. And um, let us uh, receive the benediction, and I will be reading from Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, and if I may read from verse 14, a prayer, and then we will go to verse 20 as our benediction. Verse 14, it says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, 
from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit and in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And we receive the benediction now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Receive the blessings of the Lord and thank you and God bless you po. Thank you po sa inyo lahat. Thank you for the, our online viewers. See you po next Sunday. And happy Father's Day po sa inyo. Maraming salamat. Thank you po.